0: Welcome to the After the Amen podcast with Miles Hester and Benjamin Lee. Miles and Benjamin preach at the West Main Church of Christ in Louisville, Texas. This podcast is a more in-depth conversation about the sermon that was preached the previous Sunday and we are so happy that you are tuning in to study more from God's Word. So grab your Bible, get a notepad and a pencil or pen. And let's study more from the Word of God. Miles, welcome to the show. How you doing, brother?
1: I'm doing good. It's good to be here. Um, I'm looking forward to Is... talking about the most your most recent sermon, navigating difficult days. So good to be here. Yeah, yeah. How was your vacation, bud? It was good. We got a lot of family time in and. Um, a lot of driving i didn't drive at all but um
0: you didn't drive at yeah. all
1: <laughs> <No>. <laughs> my dad did all the driving but um we went a lot of places so it was fun
0: it was good good to see oh everybody. yeah it was funny yeah. it was funny your dad sent me a photo of you you posted it on facebook but um you were sleeping uh with oh, the yeah. baby mm-hmm. and um I told him to whisper in your ear candy corn and that oh, would wake yeah. you up. But, oh, yeah. Uh,
1: Keep telling me about that. <laughs> Somebody commented on that picture and said, um, Who put who to sleep? Like you or your yeah. nephew?" And so I thought that was funny. But, well, congratulations yeah. with the uh,
0: addition to the family and um, really happy for you and uh, for everybody else. So good to have you and yeah. Claire back and the whole crew. And um, so we're going to talk a little bit about navigating difficult days.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, we're going to be talking about uh, Ben's sermon from this past Sunday, Navigating uh Difficult Days. Uh, like we were just talking about, I was not in town, but I, um, thanks to technology, got to l- watch the recording, listen to the recording, and uh, just to get started, let's just like we usually do have a rundown of what did you talk about. Uh, I know there are some specific reasons you decided to preach on this topic. If you want to get into those, mm-hmm. you can. Uh, but but why navigating difficult days and what did you talk about?
0: Yeah, I wanted to talk about this, Miles, and I, I shared this at the beginning of the sermon for those who heard it. Um, you know we have a lot of people who are hurting right now at West Maine. Uh, life brings about a lot of different challenges. And we've had some members who have recently um, passed away. Uh, and, you know, thats it's always a hard thing. We've had a, a recent tragic incident here. And so I, I thought a sermon like this is something that's good for all of us because a t- there's a time for everything. And that's what we're going to talk about from Ecclesiastes chapter 3. So as we think about our journey on this side of life, it is important for us to know how to respond to suffering, to heartbreak, to navigating challenging days. You know, the easy days are fairly easy to navigate, right? Where things work out the way that we'd like them to. Maybe on our timing, we have the the right amount of time with loved ones or siblings or whoever it may be. Um, But when tragedy strikes, uh, it is tough, and there's a lot of things going on right now. You and I have had some conversations about this. There are wars that are taking place, a lot of um, false beliefs about what's happening, like in Israel. But nonetheless, there are, there are lives that are being lost and babies that are being slaughtered, and it's just a lot of different things in our world as a whole. And and suffering comes in different shapes and sizes. It doesn't usually come when we have it all lined up in our schedule either. That's what makes it often challenging. Because even yesterday, um, I had my day planned out. Well, it it didn't work out exactly the way that I wanted it to. It still worked out well. But that's often how life is. And so how do we juggle and how do we navigate these challenging times?
1: Right. Yeah, I really liked... um... The, really, your premise of the sermon is Ecclesiastes chapter 3. And so just thinking that is really just a really grounding text, I think, because it's just kind of acknowledging from the beginning that it there is a time for, there's a time to be born and a time to die. There's a time to sow and a time to plant. You know, there's all these different types, all these different times that we go through as people and i think sometimes like over the past couple of weeks there are times where um like you and i were talking about you and i were joking and laughing with each other right before you got a call with some really uh, pretty bad news about someone in the congregation and so you know but both of those things can happen within minutes mm-hmm. and, Um you mm-hmm. you know some really high highs and some really low lows um and, mm-hmm. and all of that kind of has to coexist. But um, mm-hmm. it, it, the Bible, I think, you know, sometimes people can kind of have this um, misunderstanding that, you know, if we have enough faith, everything's going to be great all the time and we just like are going to be right. happy. And, and obviously there's strength in things and we'll talk more about that. But um, the Bible and specifically this text in Ecclesiastes makes it very mm-hmm. clear that there are going to be good times and there are going to be bad times. And, um, and we have a lot to learn from all of those times.
0: Yeah. Ecclesiastes chapter three, there's an appointed time for everything. And there is a time for every event under heaven. I also find it interesting, uh, that the preacher here says a time to give birth and a time to die. Those are really two of the biggest moments and Mm -hmm. think think about you and your family, your family, excuse me, rejoicing, you know, with, with the new addition. Uh, and you mm-hmm. being an uncle now, right? There's a time mm-hmm. to rejoice and there's a new birth, but right. we also have a time for death. And that's hard, mm-hmm. you know, with the congregation. Um, you we, you, and I helped out with the funeral not too long ago, and we have another funeral coming up this Saturday. I do think, and I was thinking, just thinking out loud more about this, Miles, God is helping us to understand how to face every day if we really take what he says to heart, there's an appointed time for everything. Every day we know that there's a possibility for good things, for challenging things, bad things, however you want to describe them. The more we can understand that and believe that and not look for problems or say, oh, here we go, but just understanding that as we go throughout our day, we're walking by faith, we're trusting in God, we're striving to do his will, And also understanding that when there are are these moments, well, this is what Solomon's talked about. Um, We understand that there are going to be moments like this. Think about the seasons. That's a promise going all the way back to Genesis chapter 8, I believe, or Genesis chapter 9. I can't remember exactly. I think it's chapter 8 after Noah and his family got off of the ark. It's a promise that the seasons are going to remain. And so even though we kind of push back against, well, it's it's kind of cold, cold this morning. The day we're recording this, it was actually really cold outside. Well, that's nothing to be upset about or to be discouraged about because we know that the seasons are going to change. This is just always going to happen. And so the more I think about this text, and it's something I've really been trying to meditate on, it lets go of a lot of control that we try to have in our lives. I I want things to go exactly like this well maybe but no there there's a time for everything there's a time for death and solomon talks a great deal about death in ecclesiastes this is such a great book just learning how things how how things under the sun really work uh you know he talks about that in chapter 1 about all these things and what's going on with israel and hamas and uh, russia and the ukraine he talks about that in verse 8 a time for war and a time for peace uh, a time to mourn and a time to dance a time to weep and a time to laugh so we have all these different events that are going to happen in our lives if we can navigate them the right way and i'm not saying this is one of the things i emphasized in my sermon i'm not saying that we're naive about this that we just say oh it doesn't really matter what happens No, you know, God has given us emotions and feelings and tear ducts for us to cry and to mourn and for all of these different emotions to be expressed. And yet understanding that there are going to be these times that we're going to have. So the more we can just embrace that reality about life, and that was one of the big things I talked about, we have to face our reality. Paul had to face his reality with a thorn in the flesh. Peter had to face his reality. The time of my departure is at hand. Jesus had to face his reality as well. I'm going to die on this cross. And and he suffered all the way through for you and for me and for the entire world. So just understanding there is a time for everything. I think this actually can help us navigate life a lot easier where we're not always going to be surprised. It does. It may not always make it, it's still going to hurt. If I lose my mom or my father, my father died over a decade ago or about a, you know, over a decade ago, or my grandmother or my grandfather who have passed away, or, you know, my mom who has, you know, had many miscarriages and I had a middle sister. She passed away, you know, when she was six weeks old. So there is going to be a lot of tragedy and heartache. And yet at the same time, we know, you know, that God is with us and that there will be those moments of mourning. But thankfully, there's also, a lot of great moments of laughter and joy mm-hmm.
1: right yeah i i really liked like i said you know and like you were just talking about starting with you know there is a time for everything and and just the necessity to face reality because you know like it's not wrong to say i'm sad that somebody i love passed away That's mm-hmm. that's natural to feel that and even you know even as christians a lot of times with death and things like that. And we've talked about that a lot over the past few weeks is the hope that we have despite death because of what Christ has accomplished and everything. That's true. And, and, you know, we both have, um, you know, very firmly believe that, but that's, that doesn't mean that I'm, like you said that, you know, I have tear ducts for a reason. I feel emotions for a reason um, just because, I have a pretty good idea of where my grandmother is right now. It doesn't mean that watching her have dementia or losing her, you mm-hmm. know, hurt, like it didn't hurt at all because I know where she's going. That's not, you know, that's just not real. And that's not, um, you know, the Bible paints death as ugly, um, but then gives us an answer for it. Right. So it's not that's you know, that's not to say that it doesn't matter. Or it never hurts, but, I also really liked what, you know, the second point you went to where uh, you were talking about remember who is with you. Mm -hmm. Um, There's, you know, I, I think that's a, that was, that has been a big thing that I think I've had to learn over the past few years. And just maybe something I misunderstood for a long time was just that, you know, God doesn't, some people kind of have this misunderstanding, I think, that Like I mentioned earlier, if I have faith, then God's not going to let anything bad happen to me. And I don't think that, that, you know, that doesn't appear to be true, but the fact of the matter is he will always be with us through all these things, whether it's a time to love or a time to hate, a time for war or a time for peace, a time to be born and a time to die. God is with us through all of those things. So talk more about, um, I'd be curious to know why you talked about Job, Gideon, Paul, um and Jesus. And some of those might be um, you know, we can <laughs> probably put together while you talked about them, but but what made you choose those yeah. four men?
0: Well, those are individuals <laughs> that naturally just come to my mind when I think about this idea of God being with us. You know, I have I preached sermons before mouths from Job and from Judges. Um and so those just naturally I think of and Job is just one of the great books about life as well and about the mistakes that we often make, the assumptions as to why we suffer, uh, His friends and their understanding of suffering, which I think we probably have the same mindset a lot of times. The suffering is happening because I have sinned, and God, you know, He just did not really forgive me, uh, and so now I'm I'm being punished. Well, we can definitely reap consequences. We will reap what we sow, Galatians chapter 6. And sin does bring about consequences, but it is interesting how we often assume the worst about God or assume the worst even about why this is happening. So, men like Job is just a great example of God never left him, he never left him. But this is the challenge with spiritual warfare as well. The devil was involved with all of that with Job. Mm -hmm. And you know, with respect to his suffering. And so I wanted to show that example because Job was wanting God, show up, show up, show up, I need to talk to you. Kind of for the wrong reasons, because I want to plead my case. Mm -hmm. So he would hear from God, but he's not going to plead his case by the end of the book, because he knows no God is God. Now Gideon's another good example where the judges and the Israelites at that time they had brought upon themselves those consequences. They were suffering because of their sin, and yet God still loved them. And But yet Gideon's like, where have you been? You've been abandoning us. Well, no, you actually abandoned me. You actually left me. Um, and so those examples with Job and Gideon and Paul, I love the example of Paul. Mm-hmm. Of all the people, we probably are striving to be more like Paul than Job or Gideon, although yeah. they're great examples. Mm -hmm. So for Paul to receive not one, but two visions from the Lord, take courage, do not be afraid. Why would Paul ever need to hear those words? And I don't think Paul necessarily believed that God had left him, but he did need to hear from him and be reminded everything's going to work out okay. He had 18 months. It looks like a mercy when he was in Corinth because he's been on the run. He's been on prison. During that second missionary journey, he's being persecuted, and so now he can relax just a little bit in Corinth, at least for that time. Mm -hmm. And so I wanted to use those examples because Paul needed to be reminded. He was specifically reminded by Jesus, do not be afraid, but keep on going, keep on speaking, for I am with you. It's one of the powerful passages that threads through the Old and in the New Testament. And then when I thought about Jesus, it's the ultimate way or expression of God with us. Right. <laughs> Emmanuel, right? right? Where right. he came to earth. Mm-hmm. And so to me, that's very encouraging because the mind can play a lot of tricks. Doubt often creeps in, especially during dark days. And some are experiencing really, really dark days. Mm-hmm. And so there's a lot of pain that people are feeling. Even if someone naturally dies of old age, there's still a lot of pain. You know, I think about members here at West Main, uh, one couple here, you know, they've been married, I think, 65, 66 years. Wow. That is a long time, you know, uh, but what a blessing. But even Mm -hmm. when someone kind of just naturally gets to that point where they pass away, it's still a hard thing. And we can have those thoughts. Are you still with us, Lord? Are you Mm -hmm. still by our side? Because Feelings and life and experiences can cause us to to think that way. And I was Mm -hmm. thinking about this, too, after the sermon. I was thinking about this, too, Miles. When something does happen that is tragic, and I'm curious to hear from you, what maybe should be something we instantly think of with respect to God? When something bad happens, when something tragic happens, Gideon said, you've abandoned us.
1: Mm -hmm. Where are all
0: the miracles? Job said, where is God? I want to talk to him because I don't understand what's happening Mm -hmm. here. What what wisdom would you share with someone who's hurting um, or going through a season of great suffering, of what they should be thinking about and being reminded about with respect
1: to God? So I will say... There's three verses that I'm thinking of specifically. One, you and I have talked about a lot um, over the past few weeks, and I, it has just kind of become a, not a theme verse for me, but just a verse I just kind of always have in the back of my head now uh, when when bad things happen, and that is John 16, 33, which is, in this world you will have trouble, but take courage, I have overcome the world. Uh, and. Some of our listeners, if you go to West Maine, you know this if you're not if you don't go to West Maine, you might not know this a few weeks ago um we had a shooting um unfortunately uh, right next door to our church building and uh we had a youth devo the weekend after that shooting, and that was one of the things we did at that youth devo was I made the uh our middle and high school kids repeat after me and say in this world you will have trouble but take courage i have overcome the world and i think like we talked about at the beginning of this podcast acknowledging the fact that in this world you will have trouble there's a lot of power in that and and again that acknowledgement of i know that things are going to happen but i can bad things are going to happen but i can still take courage because i know that god has overcome the world um And then uh, another one that I was thinking of was, which I've shared before was Habakkuk chapter three. Um, In the last, in the last few chapters, I'll go ahead and turn there. Um, At the end of Habakkuk chapter three, I know I've shared this with you before, but um, Mm -hmm. I, there was a, um, a brother in, in Florida, uh, Shane Scott, many of you um, know him and know his story, but um, his wife, Christy, uh, died of cancer a few years ago and I will never yeah. forget one of the last, um, one, while she was, she hadn't passed away yet, but while, um, she was towards the end of her, um, fight with cancer and, you know, everybody knew that thing, you know, the treatment wasn't working in different things. He preached about Habakkuk chapter three, the last few verses, um, and Habakkuk chapter three, starting in verse 16 I hear and my body trembles. My lips quiver at the sound. Rottenness enters into my bones. My legs tremble beneath me. Yet I will will quietly wait for the day of trouble to come upon those who invade us. Though the fig tree should not blossom nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on my high places. And the um, and the points he made from that text was he just simplified it. The conclusion that Habakkuk comes to after this kind of discourse that he has with God in this book is, I hear, I tremble, I wait, I rejoice. Hmm. And I mean that, you know, when, when bad things happen, it, it, you know, again, you hear, you know what's happening, you, you know, you're kind of trying to grapple with what's going on. You tremble, you're terrified. It's okay to be terrified. It's okay to be scared of God's judgment. It's okay to be scared of World War III or, you know, whatever, you know, whatever we think might happen. It's okay to be scared of the pandemic and things like that. But we wait and we rejoice. Um, and and yeah. we just look forward so to that So I hear, day, you know. mm-hmm. yeah. No, that's so good. I hear, yeah.
0: I tremble, I, I wait, wait, I rejoice. Yeah,
1: yeah. And yeah. I mean, I, no, ever that's, since that's ever so since then, that I just, I mean, I, always, <laughs> I, always, I mean, what can you say to that? I mean, um, I I just think about that. Um, and, and tell the audience, yeah. Miles, what's
0: what's the context of Habakkuk?
1: Yeah, I mean you are talking about yeah. right. I mean it's um captivity. You know, they're about to go into captivity yeah. and, and, and Habakkuk, yeah. I mean that's what I love about Habakkuk is as a person who mm-hmm. asks a lot of questions, um, I mm-hmm. I think I relate to Habakkuk in the sense of I want and Habakkuk almost has a similar attitude to Job where it's kind of like I want to have an audience with God and I want You know, Mm -hmm. I want to ask him to his face why this is happening and like, why isn't he doing anything about it? And, and, you know, throughout Mm -hmm. the book, you kind of see this go, going back and forth of, you know, why, why is this happening? Why aren't you stopping it? Um, Mm -hmm. you know, this doesn't, Mm -hmm. this doesn't feel fair. And how often do we think that when we, when things happen and it's like, so-and-so obviously didn't deserve, um, this terrible accident or this terrible diagnosis or whatever, um, But, you know, and and that's what Habakkuk is saying. He's like, okay, I don't, you know, I don't get it. Um, But, yeah. yeah.
0: Well, I think what you're saying here is is a great point of application for those who are listening. In the midst of difficult days, it's very important to have passages to meditate upon. So just think about what you just did, Miles. You have John, was it 16, verse 33. Mm -hmm. You have Habakkuk chapter 3. Or Ecclesiastes chapter 3, verse Mm 1, there's a time for everything. I'm no different than everyone else with what I'm going to experience in life. Habakkuk is asking those questions in chapter 1. How long, O Lord, will I call for help and you will not hear? I
1: -hmm. cry out
0: to you, violence, yet you do not save. We all have these moments where we do cry out to God just looking for answers because we're trying to piece together in difficult days what's actually happening. So I think a great point of application is to know we got to hide God's word in our heart, yes, so that we don't sin against him, and yes, so that we can remember who he is. And so I think what you just shared with us is something very valuable of what is a passage that we go to. There's a young sister at our congregation, and Sister Allie, we talked about this at one of the devos, and that's what she has as well. She has a number of. Bible passages for different moments and situations in our life, and so I think that's something really important for all of us um, to meditate to grow strength from. I love what Paul says in Philippians chapter four. I've been I've learned to be content in whatever circumstance I'm in. Uh, there's a peace that surpasses all understanding in Philippians four. Uh, I, I'm really meditating, or at least thinking more about Jesus, and I ended my sermon on this when He was in the ship uh, in Mark chapter four, twenty five through thirty one. The storm, the winds, and yet he's taking a nap,
1: mm-hmm. and
0: that is what we all want. We, you know, people often want a lot of external things, but the most valuable things are going to be internal. You know, a peace that can surpass all understanding, um, remaining steadfast with our Savior. Uh, and Job did do that. He did do that. He continued to worship. Uh, in the midst of navigating uh, difficult days. And Paul continued to work. So there's a lot of other things that we can do, even when days become challenging for us. But a great point for all of us is to really hide these words in our hearts. Mm-hmm. What else do you have for the audience that could help us as we think about navigating difficult days?
1: Yeah, I was just trying to find the the specific reference, and I, and I, I couldn't find it I know it's in in Job because I remember when Job says um because I was just I wrote a bulletin article using this verse the other day um but when um Job finds out about everything that has happened to him and as he's kind of working through some of these things he says a lot of you know great things um in the book of Job but one of the things he says that I think about too is the Lord has given and the Lord has taken away blessed be the name of the Lord and again, that's yeah, just kind Job of like chapter keep, one. right, like we keep talking about with, um, these right, Job, one twenty-one. Naked I came from my mother's womb, naked shall I return. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And then the next verse is, in all this, Job did not sin or charge God with wrong. So again, it's not that makes it really clear that it's not wrong to say. I mean, I, but that's an incredible statement of faith. Is the Lord has given and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. It is. Um, and I mean, it is. I have been through times in my life where I, <laughs> that's not what I said. <laughs> um, that, that was not my perspective. Yep. Um, and so just thinking about everything. And again, I mean, yeah, just that, that's another verse I think I would just add to the list too. Of, but again, just that clear dichotomy of, the Lord gives, the Lord takes away. But at the end of it all, blessed be the name of the Lord.
0: Yeah, I have in my margin here, and I know we got to start wrapping up here, Mm -hmm. is worship a coin that buys us a heavenly reward. Um, I may have gotten that from Chris Emerson when he preached, or maybe I read it in a commentary. Mm -hmm. I got it from someone else. But I really like this idea, is worship a coin that buys us a heavenly reward. In other words, you know, I'll worship just when things are mm-hmm. good, or yeah, I'll just, I'll keep on cashing in this coin or this chip or this dollar because everything mm-hmm. is going well. You know, even Satan said he, he's got a hedge right. surrounded. Of, of course, he's going to worship you. Yes, he's going to fear you because you've given him everything, but take that away. Then he will curse you to your face. And right. Job, he didn't do it. And so he's a great example of navigating through difficult days. Uh, One of the things I like to really encourage people, Mao's, and that was my last point, stay in the ship. Uh In the example of Acts chapter 27, because the devil, just think about how he attacked Job. Uh It's not with any kind of doctrinal issue. (laughs) It's with life. It's with suffering. It's with death. It's with calamity. It's with Uh possessions. You see what I mean? And right. so he remained, and that was my main point, remain with Christ. He is our anchor, Hebrews chapter six. And that was important for those Christians who were drifting away. Right. You stay right. and remain anchored with your Savior. So that's important for us. I think Miles, we you and I could talk for an hour uh on this subject. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sure. we we're, we've gone almost 30 minutes. Final <laughs> thought, any other points of application? Um, hiding God's word. Maybe you start with John sixteen thirty three, as you mentioned. Habakkuk chapter three as well. Any
1: other final thoughts for the audience before we wrap up? I think just again looking at uh, one of the things we talk about a lot of times with you know they say this in, in school about you know um, planning to for you know when the opportunity to do something bad presents itself. You have to plan ahead of time, right? You don't want to be in a situation where you're, you know, clinging to your faith, you know, where your faith is being tested. You don't want to rely on that when you're at your weakest, right? So, you know, you want to build up your faith and you want to have a stronger relationship with God so that when you're not, you know so when everything is turned upside down like with job or with paul or you know any life situation that happens you know you're not oh all of a sudden i have to be strong all of a sudden i have to be close to god and i think that would be like that would probably be my biggest takeaway um from this is i you know there are a lot of people suffering around me um i i have had hard things happen this year um, but, but when I'm, when things are good, when things are steady, when, you know, when things are going relatively well, I want to store up these verses, store up this encouragement, um, you know, store up this knowledge so that when that, that faith is tested, it's, mm-hmm. I have more of a, more of a faith reserve, if you want to put it that way uh So that when it, it's tested, I'm not just completely weak and depleted, and just have nothing to hold on to, um because I think I, I was thinking when you were just talking about staying in the ship and not giving up. I it made me think of Job's wife. That's exactly where she is. Curse God and die. Just throw in the towel. Like the, I'm done. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to be here anymore. Um, But Job was such a good person and had built up so much, not physically, you know, he he knew that his money could be taken away at any time, but he had built up such a strong relationship with God that when it was being tested, he doesn't leave God. He wants, rather the opposite, he wants to confront God and say, hey, you know, you have to be in control of this. You have to be involved with this somehow. So you're the only person I know to talk to, the only person that can do anything about it, and the only person that can answer these questions that I have. Um, So, I mean, do you want to be more like Job or do you want to be more like Job's wife? And it's pretty obvious. Yeah,
0: Yeah. those are great thoughts. And I'll I'll just add one more thought and then we'll wrap up. What you just said from verse 21 sounds a lot like Ecclesiastes 3 in verse 1. And we Mm -hmm. can talk a little bit more offline. (laughs) There's a time for everything. And Job says, naked I came from my mother's womb. There's a time to be born. Naked I shall return there. There's a time mm-hmm. to die. The Lord gave, and the Lord is taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So what a fitting thought in every season. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Thank you so much for listening. Miles, thank you. Great thoughts today. And Lord willing, we'll be back next week. Take care, and God bless. Thank you so much for listening to the After the Amen podcast. We hope and pray that all is well with you. Maybe you are interested in a Bible study, learning more about the truth. We would love to study God's word with you. Or maybe you're looking to worship with us at the West Main Church of Christ. You can find all details and you can reach out to us by going to our website, westmaincoc.com. That's westmaincoc.com take care God bless